Good morning, everybody. My name's Kessa, and yeah, I marched in the Pride Parade for the first time. So I wrote some notes about it, and I'll share those now. It is the Labor Day long weekend, and I have lucked out. My work shift is canceled. My orientation leader duties at the university for the day are optional. I'm on the brink of starting an education degree and really feeling like I should expose myself to more situations of celebrating life in all forms. I've been wanting to go to a pride parade for a few years, and this year I felt welcomed and wanted by at least two different groups. The YYC campus ministry that I've experienced around the University of Calgary and my wonderful, amazing, affirming Red Deer Lake United Church. I spent a long time tiring out my arms, putting eight consecutive hair elastics down the back of my head. They were black, brown, and then the usual rainbow colors. I've seen lately that adding black and brown stripes to the flag highlights the contributions and really the extra struggles of the people of color within the LGBTQ community. More colors, more pride, I've seen it written as this idea is celebrated. The brighter colors especially looked really cool down my head. Grandpa and I navigated the ups and downs of the shuttle bus system as the red line was under construction. The bus was packed with people, dressed in all wonderful manner of colors and styles. My carefully constructed ponytails garnered a compliment from a charming young lady with turquoise hair and very impressive pink-purple-blue eyelids and lips. We chatted for most of the bus ride, and she confided that it was the first Pride event that she's attending after realizing that she's going for more than just her gay friends. She's going for herself, as she is bisexual. Her makeup was the bi colors. She was lovely. We chatted easily, and as we parted, I said how nice it was to meet her. It really was. Having more faces behind the cause and real-life stories to celebrate is wonderful. Grandpa and I caught up with some people from the church, survived the very long line to the delightfully ungendered bathrooms, and found the United Church float. Everyone looked so festive, enthusiastic, and brave. It was great to see everybody being there. There were familiar faces from my university community as well, but it was a drop in the ocean compared to the multitudes of strangers. I often forget how big Calgary is. Today, seeing how big the community of people choosing to celebrate diversity, love, and humanity wasn't scary or overwhelming. It was heartwarming. I tried to imagine all of the paths that brought each person here today. Of course, some of them belong to the LGBTQ community. They might have had a hard time coming out and adjusting to their life as their true self and are marching to make things easier for future generations. They might have had an easy time and are trying to share that community and love around. Some people there, like many members of our church, have family or community members who are LGBTQ, and it is for those loved ones that, those, that these people would step out and stand here today. Some people, maybe kind of like myself, can't exactly pinpoint for whom or why we march. It feels like the right thing to do, a cause that needs support, and a way to be an ally. Building an inclusive, loving world like the one Jesus taught us to make never sounds like a bad idea. Being an ally, though, is a brave new world at times. 
I love to learn and I gobble up articles and information about the LGBTQ community and better ways to be neighbors and friends for them. I have learned about intersectionality in the past few years, how there are many different ways to be discriminated against, and the struggles of someone who is a, a woman faces are different than those of a person of color, someone with a disability, a low socioeconomic status, someone with mental health difficulties. There are intersections between these groups, and everyone is fighting a slightly different version of what our society doesn't like about them. Um, since starting to learn, I've found it hard to stop. And more than ever, I, try to no I notice some, the color of someone's skin, and I try to relearn what to do with that observation. I'm moving from, oh, an indigenous person. They're different from me, and that's scary, to, oh, an indigenous person. They must have a history so different than mine, probably pockmarked with tragedy at the hands of my ancestors. They deserve my compassion for the extra struggles that life has handed to them. And even more simply, they have a story to tell. They deserve me to treat them as at least as much of a human as someone I feel more comfortable with. On the street, in day-to-day -day life, I still struggle with how to make that transition, how to step out with compassion and be an ally. It's scary. I don't want to overstep, yet I don't want to not do enough. What do I do? Today, I march. The Pride Parade was one of the easiest, most joyous, heartwarming, comfortable, fun ways to be an ally that I've ever imagined. No, we didn't change society to become perfect in one day. No, I didn't reach out to every person I encountered to learn their life story. But I was there. I showed up, I was part of their community and their pride, and as part of a church group to boot. We got so many cheers and had dozens of people take photos of the lovely sign that I felt so honored to carry. It read, God's love is transcendent, and with a flag of white, pink, and blue. The energy was so contagious. I was able to smile and cheer, listening to Grandpa's whistles ringing in my ear, waving my hand or my umbrella around, and it was so happy. Some of my favorite members of the crowd down at the parade route were the people with signs reading free mom hugs or dad hugs, mama hugs, whatever. It just warmed my heart right through. A tiny little girl also walked up and asked if I would like a hug, which was a little awkward with my sign and my umbrella, but so sweet. I'm hesitant to spend more time than Nick did speaking about the small group of protesters who stood behind signs saying that God does not approve of gays and that we should repent. Firstly, the day was not about them. Secondly, they hardly even dented the atmosphere for me. They were so outnumbered. The corner where they stood was the most enthusiastically proud of them all. Since then, I have heard stories of Reverend Tim Nethercott dancing past them in his full robe and rainbow stole. I've seen pictures of gay couples posing for kisses with the protest banners as a backdrop. I'm still not quite sure where the line should be drawn between spiting the protesters, ignoring them outright, or approaching them to try to change their ways. I marched on for today, hopefully showing them that I was choosing love and celebration over hate and division. And hopefully, that is an attractive enough prospect that they might come around someday. When Grandpa and I got to Prince's Island Park, separated from our fellow church marchers, I finally realized how many people were there because pride is their whole life. There were so many couples holding hands, two gentlemen in pink shirts reading, I'm not gay, I'm super gay. 
two young ladies with long hair, two people with shaved heads who were rocking androgynous outfits, a very tall white gentleman with a short Asian boyfriend. Humanity is so cool. Diversity is so amazing. And though the fact that it was such a joyful novelty to see these couples as couples highlighted for me how much I needed this parade, there is still work to be done. I came home exhausted from the walking and the people. I looked back on the photos I had taken with a smile. What memories today? After a while, I put some of the photos on social media and started a new round of pride, commenting back and forth with cousins and classmates about how proud they were of me and how much fun today looked. Pride should happen more often, because living in celebration of love is really the only way I want to live. Thank you.